1: Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am your host, Amy Ravel,
2: And I am Kirsty Perugia. And today we have a very, very, very special guest on our show. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself?
3: I am Rochelle Courtney, founder of Share the Dignity.
2: Yay. Well,
1: this is like the perfect bonus episode to follow on from the sanitary product episode that we did a few days ago. Rochelle is the CEO of Share the Dignity, and so we thought rather than us try and fumble our way through explaining this amazing organisation, we would like to hear it from the founder herself. So Rochelle, we believe that you first heard about the issue of um, homeless women not having access to sanitary products on a blog that you read, is that correct? Yes, I
3: was minding my own business back in 2015. And um, at that stage I had my own personal training business and I um, read this article that talked about how many homeless women there were in Australia and how they didn't have access to very basic essentials like sanitary items. And I couldn't believe that that was happening in Australia. I couldn't believe that girls were using socks and newspaper and watered up toilet paper to deal with their period. So I made all of my clients bring me one packet of pads or tampons for every wine they'd had that month I had great clients, but they loved their wine. And so we'd ended up collecting about 450 packets of pads and tampons in that very first collection. We had um, a reflex box at our local councillor's office and so forth, but I think it was one of those things that you couldn't unhear. You know, like no one had ever thought about what it would be like to go without the basic of essentials. So um, we then gave out those five, 450 packets to five different charities in the local area. But it's not like you're giving a woman a warm jacket and it keeps her warm for years. This is a monthly problem, and the problem is so much greater than you would ever imagine. If you can think that 173,000 women turned to homelessness services last year, that they get a period every single month, right? That doesn't include our remote Indigenous communities. It doesn't include our drought-stricken farming communities. It doesn't include the 3.2 million Australians who live under the poverty line, and they're the numbers before COVID, right? So what shakes and falls from the tree after COVID is around 5 million who'll be living under the poverty line. So when we put our collection boxes out in um, March and in August, everywhere from all of the Woolworths stores to you'll find them at hairdressing salons and MPs' offices, we collect normally about 220,000 packets of pads and tampons, which is like the most extraordinary number every drive, but that is really only enough to last um, 50,000 women, four months to be able to have access to product, right? So when we look at, we've now collected 2.7 million packets of pads and tampons. We are so stoked with how far we've come, but we certainly have still got such a long way to go.
2: I've just had my mind blown like I always knew that this is an issue and um, you know we've both been passionate about your organisation for the last couple of years but that just blows my mind thinking about like not only before COVID but during COVID and what comes after COVID when people are you know when we go through um, the recession that we're going to have or that we're in and what that will mean to all these people all these beautiful women and teenagers who are homeless as well like oh my goodness my heart is broken i'm not even sure if i can talk
3: i really want to share this story of this young girl that i met um late last year and she talked about or try not to cry she talked about experiencing homelessness at the age of 14 because she'd fled a home that was so unsafe for her and it was actually safer for her to live on the streets than it was to live in the home that um, she was living in. And she would steal socks from the laundromat to be able to deal with her period. Could you imagine having to put somebody else's socks down your pants to deal with your period? Like it is sometimes when you think you've heard every story and you look at a little girl's face telling you that story, you just think, Oh my God, it's strange. We've got to do better. It doesn't, you know, for most of us, Just be able to donate a packet of pads or tampons at you know um twice a year is not it's really not going to impact us that much but yet it can have such a big impact on somebody else
1: i remember hearing rochelle that a lot of women who didn't have access to appropriate sanitary items were using things like mcdonald's napkins and think you know um, toilet paper from public toilets like it just it just seems so undignified, and it actually doesn't have to be that way. It's not like we have no way of getting products to these women. It's just that we need someone like you who didn't just read something and have your heart broken. You actually took action. So
3: oh, thank my heart you. Every day, every day, when I hear these stories, I went out to Catherine and had a story of. Um, women having to use mattress foam. So they were pulling the mattress foam out of an old mattress to be able to deal with their period because they had nothing else. These stories are endless. Young girls leaving tampons in for days because their families can't afford anything else. So, you know, the standard that you walk past is a standard that we accept and this is not okay in Australia. It's not okay anywhere in the world. Anywhere, no. You know what, we live in a lucky country.
2: Yeah. And because I've heard about this um, period of po- poverty, um, particularly in overseas and, you know, how it stops girls from being able to go to school and attend school for a couple of days every month. Um, I didn't realise that that was happening here in Australia as well. Um, and I seriously just going to cry the whole episode. <laughs> well, we, we are part of the solution,
3: right? You use you, you yeah. your voice. I think the most powerful thing anyone can do for Share The Dignity is to have a conversation around it because you can't unhear it. You can't you can't jog on and just go on with your day when you've heard that girls are using socks in their, in their undies to deal with their period and that mm. mothers are using napkins because they'd rather feed their children. We can do better.
1: It's not a situation that we're unfamiliar with. We've all had the situation where you've had an accident, you've leaked through something. But we have the power to do something about that when it's yourself, but you can, we can empathise so easily because most women will get their periods in their lives. And so it's an experience that we have in common um, and that the solution is really simple. Like if, When I go and buy sanitary products, I do not make the decision on whether or not my children will get fed or whether I'm going to put sanitary products in the shopping basket. I have never had to make that decision. And it's not fair that other women do have to make that decision.
3: Yeah, that's right. You know, I remember when I very first started the charity, I remember saying if I could just get every woman to never walk the sanitary aisles the same again, because you really never thought about it before but now I walk in every every time I walk down a sanitary aisle I'm lucky that I just get to be able to pick off what I need for my daughters and move on yeah whereas before I never gave it a thought
2: so can you share how COVID has affected your organization or has there been an impact this year for because of COVID yes COVID has massively affected our
3: um, organization because we collect in March and we collect in August, where collection boxes go out. And then um, in March, our collection boxes had to be bought in during halfway through. So in March, we would normally have collected, as I said, around 200,000. We only actually collected 60,000 packets of pads and tablets. So we work with around 3,000 charities around Australia. So we don't actually, as a charity, give the cemetery items out. We work with every domestic violence refuge. We work with the homelessness shelters. We work with you know, all the kids, the drought, drought angels, all of those different charities. So, we actually weren't able to give the donations out. So, for mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I would go to sleep crying, thinking that the impact that we were having, what we were doing, was going to be so badly affected, in which it was. And then we do a massive fundraiser on the 28th of May where we have um, 12 massive high tees around Australia. In some of those places, there's 800 people in Melbourne and there's 600. We had to cancel that. So that um, for us is our biggest fundraiser for the year, um, and that got cancelled. And in actual fact, we're looking at cancelling next year because I just can't see that we have. You know, you have to plan that a year in advance, yep. and we know what the world is going to look like a year in advance. So what we've done is really just turned it around so go. You know what? You're going to do. We're going to do DIY dignity. So if Amy, you want to hold yours, have your group of friends. We'll give you all the tools that you can do to to do that for us instead of having the big ones. But then, you know, um, the big ones, we normally have a woman who's received a bag from us or been helped by us, a charity that we've helped. So it really connects our stories mm. and with what we do. So whilst we're also missing on the fundraising perspective, we're also missing on that connection that our charity yeah. Real impact.
1: So,
3: yeah. And then our August drive was affected as well. And charity donations are down because not everybody's got as much money, and yet the need is up here, and the donations are now down here. So, um, our job as a charity, like any other business, is to make sure that we have sustainability and that we are going to continue to be here, and that's really important to us. So,
1: and it's important to all the women that you provide those products for. I um, have a funny story that I want to share with you. We, My husband um, pastors a church. And when we first started at the church, maybe five years ago, um, I was in charge of, so the couple that we took over from were in their mid sixties. So, you know, Things had been done the same way for a long time. And it came to Mother's Day and traditionally what the church had done is given out like candles or soaps to the women in the church to kind of say happy Mother's Day. And I was like, we do not need more candles and more soap in our lives. And we're a pretty affluent church. And so what I did is I went to Coles and I cleared out the pad aisle and bought like so many packs of pads and I wrapped them all up beautifully and then at church, when it came time to hand out these presents, the women are so used to getting something for themselves. <laughs> and so they all get, I said, don't open them. I want to still all open them at the same time. And so there's women in their 80s and girls that are like 12 and 13. And they've all got these, they're trying to guess what they are and they're squinching it. And they're like, it's soft, it's squinchy. And so then I was like, okay, everybody open up your present. And so everyone opens it. And there was just this silence, <laughs> Rochelle, yeah. where everyone's like, she's given us super maxi pads. <laughs> And there was just like the men were going red and the women were like, (laughs) and I said to them, actually, as luck would be, and I pulled out a pig tub and said, and shared about share the dignity. And I said, what a great way to celebrate mother's day, that we're not just giving each other little tokens that we do not need, but actually that we can. So I took them up and then there was a um, donation collection spot at our local council where we put them in. And I think like, it's time to rethink some of the ways that we do gifts or, you know, like what if you have at a baby shower, you have um, nappies that you can donate in a mother's bag. Like let's rethink the way that we do these little gifts to each other that can actually go to someone else. I love
3: that. And you're very right about the soap and the powders and the bits and pieces. That's actually how It's in the Bag Christmas Appeal started from me cleaning out my bathroom cupboard. And I'd been a netball coach. I'd been a personal trainer. And all I had was a cupboard full of all of these things that people had given me. And I'm like, I don't wear any, I never changed my deodorant, I never changed my deodorant. <laughs> so I was like just collecting them. And it was literally, it was a rainy Sunday and I cleaned out my bathroom cupboard and I had also cleaned out my handbags And I just popped them in and I went, oh my God, I'm going to take them. To the domestic violence shelter, somebody would love them. I posted about it on our so on our very little social media page back then in two thousand and fifteen, and it went viral. And it really was simply a regifting of all those things that people had gifted me that were, you know, that I just had too much. Or
2: welcome to our world. <laughs> That's what we do every day. We yeah. get into bathrooms, you know, and every most people that we work with have excess product either from what they've bought or they've gone to you know hotels and taken home the take home um bottle not that they're necessarily meant for take home but (laughs) they've taken home the, the little shampoo and conditioner and they also declutter handbags like that's our job is to get rid of excess in people's homes so we are always like Let's put them all in together, so we can put them um, give them to share the dignity when it's time to give them to share the dignity. <laughs>
1: and we've just started collecting for this year so when i was last week helping a client declutter and she was getting rid of a few handbags instead of sending them to the op shop we were like great because what we'll do then is as other clients donate toiletries and stuff we'll put them in we'll buy a few pads and tampons and put them in as well so maybe can you share with our listeners what we're talking about the it's in the bag campaign what does that look like how do we get involved?
3: It's in the bag is like my favorite child. So it's my favorite time of the year and it's where we ask everyday Australians to give a pre-loved or a new handbag and fill it with life's necessities. Now we think of life's necessities as shampoo and conditioner, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, soap and sanitary items. Those are the must-haves that we say must go in the bag. Then the other things that you can put in your bag is really you are only um, working with your bag size, your imagination, and your budget, really. So you can put anything from a, a water, like a reusable water bottle or a coffee mug or a, a lipstick or a mascara, like any kind of makeup to ear pods, to sunglasses, anything that you think that a woman may treasure. Now we're talking about women who are waking up in a in a domestic violence shelter this year and will not actually get any other gift. We're talking about women who are experiencing homelessness and cannot afford any of these sort of things. And then we're talking about extreme poverty. So we're talking, I don't even want to think about the numbers for this year, but what we're asking, and I and I put together our bag, my bags and just absolutely love, love doing it. It's the most selfish thing that I do because it feels so good. It just feels it good to put together a bag, right? I'll go to Kmart to put my, together a team bag and I'll come out with, oh, God three teen bags worth, and all of these really cool things that I just would want my daughter to have if not, no one else was giving her a Christmas present. So we do three, we ask for three different types of bags. There's um, a ladies bag, then we ask for a teen bag, and when we're doing a teen bag, just put some things in there that you think a teen may want. Now, it's really hard for teens in foster care and those that are um, experiencing homelessness, they just don't get a gift at all. So this will be the only gift that they will get. So tie a yellow ribbon on that one. And then we also do a mum and bub bag. So for many women also in domestic violence shelters or experiencing homelessness, they'll have a baby and they won't even have their own stuff for a baby and it's just overwhelming. So every year we get about 10,000 requests more And what we actually get in teen bags and mum and bab bags. So um, last year we collected 135,000 bags around Australia and you can donate them into any Bunnings store between the 20th of November to the 29th of November. And we do those dates because that allows what we call our shiro, so they're our volunteers, um, to get into every Bunnings. They check every single bag and make sure that if you wouldn't give it to your best friend, we wouldn't pass it on. So, every bag has to be okay, filled with the life's necessities. Um, and then we give them out, we get them out to all of those refuges and homelessness shelters, and we get them out into drought stricken farming communities and our remote communities. And logistically, it's a really big exercise, but all we're asking is it doesn't even need to be multiple, just do one bag and give yeah. everything you've got, your heart and soul. Put a note in there. So, for lots of our ladies, um, the stories that we've heard about, you know, reading a note and making somebody feel like um, they're loved is really, really important. And I remember meeting Gabby, a young girl who was experiencing homelessness in Perth. And she, not that it matters, but she was this beautiful young girl who was having some mental health issues. And um, she'd been experiencing homelessness for about three months. So she knew that she would um, sleep during the day in the park because it was a bit safer. Safe. Um, she was she was awake and she was always trying to couch surf or find places to be because it was completely unsafe. Um, she looked like my daughter's like she was just twenty two years old and she was this beautiful young girl. She ended up getting um because when you're experiencing homelessness or having fled domestic violence, you're not instantly going to get somewhere to sleep because there is not enough beds for everybody. So, she ended up getting into a um crisis accommodation, which allows her to stay for three months on Christmas Eve. In there was a bag on on the bed for her. And um, in there she talked about there was a packet of two chapsticks and she said she didn't even realise, because she would never have been able to afford it, that her lips were so badly cracked and that getting the chapstick, um, she said, I just sat there and cried. And then there was another girl in there as well. And she said, I gave her the other chapstick and she I loved getting the bag and the chapstick, she said, but I actually loved the feeling of being able to help somebody else when I'd been needing help for so long by myself. I I like just bawl and bawl (laughs) ugly cry and ugly cry to all of these amazing stories. Gabby, I have always remained um, friends with and I absolutely love her. She is living in a unit now. She um, is a beauty therapist who works um, every day and she's, like talks about the note that was in that bag. And that note is in, her, in a frame beside her bed. Oh, Rochelle. Because it gives her hope and real, and, and she said, I didn't think anyone cared about me. Yeah. So please always put a note in your bag because yeah. it means so much to people.
1: Do we need to leave the notes um to be read do you need to make sure they're not in an envelope no. do you need to not put food products in do we need to you not put, put shaving it. products in yeah.
3: so the only things that we say that you can't put in are razors yep. um, and sharps. Um, and then food and, and pharmaceuticals so you, everyone deserves neurofilm when they have their period i get it but we can't pass them on um, so for safety reasons, we also ask for roll-on deodorant and not spray, and that's only due to chroming and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's probably it. Everything else is really up to, up to to you, to what you want to give. And, and remember that this could be the only gift that somebody's going to get.
2: Right. So beautiful. Listeners, <laughs> this is your challenge this week. If you live in Australia please 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 really heartily consider doing this for share the dignity and if you are our international listeners then you can hop on share the dignity page and you can donate as much money as you possibly can afford to share the dignity um because as you can see it will absolutely change people's lives and what a what an incredible person you are Rochelle! isn't it amazing to think about how one small idea that you have has is changing the world like yeah.
3: and you know like, I do mean, need to change the world for one person that's all i cared about right so the, yeah. that, that as a as a as a giver to give your bag you put together bags before it feels so good right it's the best it is the best feeling ever so it's you know it's a win-win situation it's quite amazing People also need to know that if you're never going to put together a bag, I have no more products left in my cupboards. I don't own any extra bags. I can sponsor a bag. So I can um, sponsor a team bag for $99 and we then put to, we buy all those products and put them together for you. So there's always going to be that portion of people out there that are too busy or don't have access stuff um, that we can put together that bag.
2: We're going to put all the details in the show notes, everybody. So don't worry, you can look in the show notes for all the links.
1: Yeah, and one of the things I would encourage people to do is to do this with your children. So I've got um, two teenage boys, and as we talked about in our sanitary product episode, not something I'm going to have to worry about for them, but I want them to be really aware of these type of issues for the women in their lives and their future girlfriends and wives and, and you know, girlfriends platonically, the people that they're around. And so I actually love the idea of saying to my boys, like, we're going to go to Kmart or we're going to go to Big W and we're going to put together a bag, like pick a bag, Um, Because I just think it's so nice for them to know about these things and to have a way of taking action, affirmative action, to actually be doing something and feel like they're contributing to the answer.
3: Yeah, that's the difference, is it? That we can all make a difference to somebody and it's a really simple, simple way to do it.
1: Rochelle, can I just ask you, have you had much to do with the new Victorian legislation about having pads and tampons in all high schools? You've seen much about that. Do you think that will help for some of these girls that are in um, period poverty, but are still actually going to school?
3: Yeah, in hope that Melbourne stays open long enough <laughs> to have access to it. So those, <laughs> those dispensers were actually put in in January, um, and yeah, we we worked with the Victorian government, told them what we already do. So we have dignity vending machines. So a vending machine that I. Created back in 2016 that dispenses a free um, period pack. That period pack has two pads and six tampons in it and it's enough for a day. Our vending machines are electronic and they have telemetry in them. So I can tell you that the school in Broome dispensed 19 packs today. They also have a timing mechanism on them. So in schools they have a three minute timer and that stops them being wasted on the floor so we've now installed we've bought um 350 of those machines and installed currently uh, around 190 of those um so each machine costs us ten thousand dollars each as well so we by the time we've installed it um stopped it and then it costs us five thousand per year after that we are all we are so happy that victoria has done that because that leaves us to spend our money elsewhere right so It's super important, but I also think that um, period poverty has three arms to it. It really is about supplying the product, it's about removing the shame and stigma, and it's about educating girls and boys around menstruation. So whatever we've been doing in the last 50 years is not working because nobody's – like, even we're still – like, I look back at – when I first started Share the Dignity, I could not Google a picture of a kid holding pads or tampons or a man, right? There was just nothing like that. Five years later, I'm really happy to say that, you know, there's girls at netball carnivals, there's boys at scout pools, things doing donations. There was a picture this year of a granddad um, and a little two-year-old girl putting donations. I was so proud of that picture. And a man and an ATO um, in the tax office in Canberra, donating packets of pads and tampons, right? like, like that is super cool. But we've got such a long way to go because yeah. people might want to talk about periods, right? So you know that's a part of a big campaign that we're doing next year with Facebook. Um, so the world's biggest communicator have come on board and said, yeah, we're going to help you with that. And we really hope that that makes a difference in the world. And I don't know if you've seen in Queensland, um, we've had a, a, an election promised by Labor to Roll out vending machines into the schools, and also uh, do our education program called Period Talk. And Period Talk has been done by these six sassy teenagers because they're talking to teenagers, so it's talking in their language. That's never happened ever before. So, you know, it's passed through all of the qualified qualifications of of um, educational pieces, and to roll it out into every school in Queensland to be part of the report on measuring impact into schools and what that looks like is really important. So we hope that you know if we've got Queensland doing it and Victoria doing it, then we start to work on the other states. So I'm, I'm following us along, but even just talking about periods and menstruation and sanitary items is pretty exciting
2: for me. So how has the um, reinvention of period undies um, changed sanitary items for you guys?
3: Well, we, you know, I always think, you look at, there's so many different options now. There's menstrual cups, there's period proof, there's pads, there's tampons, there's um, reusable. We just like to get all of those donations and we would never get enough menstrual cups donated for what is required out there. And we love to give people choices. So to give you an idea, if we're sending... um, product over to Bathurst Island or Palm Island, so the remote, really remote, Doomagie remote Indigenous communities, we will send enough for six months because actually logistically getting the product there is the hardest part, right? Mm. Um, we will send them pads, tampons, probably 10 menstrual cups when there's probably about 500 women on that island because we want them to have choices, the same as we get choices in the city, right? So, and then every time... You need to have a champion of change in there that goes, oh, I use a menstrual cup and I don't need to ever worry about, you know, this, this and this. But if we just did what we all had always done and not given them that choice, then girls wouldn't be starting to use tampons or pads um, or menstrual cups or things like that. So it's exciting to give people choices. But the period Proof underwear should be something that every girl owns anyway, right, because... Mm. I suffered severely from endometriosis. I had 7,422 accidents in my lifetime. If I had have had period-proof underpants, I wouldn't have, I'd probably be nearly a millionaire by the amount of underpants, <laughs> white jeans, or jeans, or skirts, or shorts, or whatever I've gone through.
2: Yeah, I love that. And if more people had, like, more homeless people had period undies, then you might take longer in the bathroom but you could you know like there is ability to wash your undies in in the sink and put them back on and undignified as that is at least that's a solution a solution rather than running out of and having nothing at all like and and stealing a sock and using a sock
3: absolutely and you know the, the most important thing there is that people then have choices yeah. right. We When we our collection boxes go out, even last week we did a campaign with Lunar Love because we've got 2,000 Indigenous girls that we are just about to put bags together for them before they go off on break for school and, and just so that they've got the basic of essentials over those over those breaks, right? Um, and we needed 2,000 pair of underpants, Lunar Love underpants for them. So we got to 1,600, I think, people donated and Share the Dignity will just buy. the the gap because every you know if they've got if they've got them they are not going to have you know they've just got another way to be able to deal with it
1: period it sounds like you're doing some awesome corporate partnerships and um i guess we just want to cheer you on personally and say even though we've not met you before 45 minutes ago um we have been championing your work for years and we are just so thankful for the work that you're doing because we can't all do what you're doing we all have to you know help the world in the way that we can and so thank you from us thank you from the women who receive your products thank you from those of us that get the opportunity to donate something i think it really is a village isn't it and you just happen to be leading this village
3: absolutely i'm i'm like the orchestra like the conductor at the beginning of this big big band where everybody's just singing this song of kindness honestly it's that's yeah. what like sometimes because it takes so many people to sing this song
2: so what are your dreams for show the dignity in oh, the next year
3: redundant oh just for next year i'd like oh, to be and and, oh, on. And, and on and on didn't exist and i wouldn't be needed it would be the most amazing dream um i can't see that happening actually the problem just keeps getting bigger and bigger so what what we need is to grow our band, right? So the more people who are singing in our band, whether that's people donating, people who are volunteers, people just talking about it, be part of our band, you know? Like, just head to our Facebook page. When we go, when we, and your Facebook page is always so nimble, right? Because we get to share a story, you know? Like, I met drought angels last week, and they look after 5,000 farming families doing it really tough. And to hear those stories, it just heart-wrenching and on our facebook page we will just share all of those stories and share how your impact makes a difference to these people so yeah so please just keep singing whatever
1: song you can to help us to make a difference we will keep singing the period song yeah
2: (laughs) even today i left it um i was in a client's home today and um I ha- I found a old a bag of um, pads and she has had recently had a hysterectomy. So I was all like, well, I can take these, can't I? And she's like, please, please do. And I was like, well, they're going to go to share the dignity. Like they're not just going to some random place. Like they are going to go to people who really need it.
3: Absolutely. And you know, all of us who've had hysterectomies or are in menopause, we should be donating that $5 or $10, whatever we used to use, spend on that. To, to make a difference to a younger girl so she have, they never have to go
1: through life without the basic essentials. Rochelle, we could talk to you for forever. Um, we won't for the sake of all of our evenings. <laughs> but thank you so much for carving time out to chat to us. Um, and again, jump into our show notes, those of you who are listening, because we want you to join us. We will post photos of the bags we're putting together and we're going to what, tie a yellow ribbon around our team bags. Is that the way to go? Uh, yellow ribbon on
3: your team bags, and a purple ribbon on your mum and dad bag if you do one of them. So no ribbon required on a normal women's bag, um, but if you do any of the variations, just tie a
2: yellow ribbon so we can notice the difference. Awesome! Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rochelle, and um, we can't wait for you to be inundated with other decluttering people's bags. It's going to be amazing. And we want you listeners to um, hop on our Facebook page and share the Dignity page and share your photos of what you've done um, to continue to sing in this beautiful choir that Rochelle has created for us all. So thank you and we will see you all again next week. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.